For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Well, good afternoon and welcome into Dog Speed. Mark Clayton and with you, throwing to Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts. And we welcome in Mark Rosanowski. Good afternoon to you, Marcus. Hey, Clayton, good to have you in. I'll tell you what, this is a full bore Dog Speed today. We've got a lot to cover. Of course, we've got you anchoring for the first time, which is marvellous. Thank you. Uh, we've got Dan Roberts, who we'll introduce in a moment. We've got four race commentaries because we've got two meetings today. Uh, Southland Greyhounds at Ascot Park in Chicago. Uh, and, of course, the uh, Auckland Greyhounds, which I'm commentating, incidentally, so I can only be with you for half the show. I'm going to click full pay, though, Clayton, because <laughs> I've done, like, the biggest script I've ever done, mate. I've done today just for you. But before we come back to you, let's let's check in with uh, Dan Roberts. It's his first ever time. I can see him sitting there pensively in the Christchurch studio. Dan, welcome to Dog Speed, mate. Rosso, Clayton, thanks very much. Pleasure to be here with you fellas today, and I'm really looking forward to this going, going forward. Well, I can't believe it, mate. You jump in, and we instantly change the intro, and it's got your name on it. I mean, I've been sitting here listening to Andy <laughs> McCook and, and, and Ricardo Ball. Ricardo did one show. Does that mean that we have to have Clado from every time next time? I don't know. Naming rights straight away, Dan, you're amazing. <laughs> um, look, we're, we're 90 seconds out from the first at Invercargill today, Dan. Um, look, I know um, there's, a, there's a team down there from, from well, I'm going to call it your kennel, mate, but y- your father, okay, but you're, you're a big driving part of that. And some of them raced in the South Island Champs uh, the other night. So what can we expect today? Is there a Roberts winner we can get on to early? Yeah, actually, we are going to collect one of the races that I quite liked, one of uh, Dad's in, in race three, Siddiqui Bale. Um, she's sort of just been going a wee bit fair lately, but I, I think she can bounce back down there today. She'll thrive over the extra 100 metres. And uh, 320, I thought, was good money around her. And, and a little bit later on, um, Dan, you've got a few out of the South Island champs that are, that are backing up. How have they come through it? What are you sort of expecting there? Yeah, no, they've come, they've come through that run pretty well. Um, a lot of the dogs that we've sent down to Invercargill from the South Island champs are sort of one-turn specialists, so we wanted to just take them down there and, and give them a run around the track before the uh, 20K race uh, in the, at the Otago meeting in a fortnight. Nice. Um, now, Money Spin is scratched today, but Melville Bale's in there, Group 1 winner, of course, and Oberon Bailey ran third. We'll talk more about them very shortly, and that's in Race 5, the top-class run there. But, uh, yeah, Race 3, number 2, Siddiqui Bale, the tip there from Dan. Clay, I'm going to come back to you, mate. You do this all day, every day, on a Saturday, <laughs> uh, throwing to the races. So, mate, you're the expert at this. I'm going to get you to lead into Race 1 with Justin Evans. Oh, Justin Evans is our caller, yes. We're under 10 seconds out, and the favourite in the pink rug, Night Hawk Zeus, up half a kilo for Matt Roberts at $2.40. Second, equal second favourites, jokes on us from the red rug, and the striped rugger too, Mr Muggins, both at $5. Justin Evans loading away. He's got eight Night Hawk Zeus on top of five Homebush Fire, and one jokes on us as... We're about to get underway for the first at Invercargill. Invercargill, a maiden dash. Lewis on the roll, set to go. Favourite up on the outside. We're ready, set. 
racing. Night Hawk Zeus fairly away. Wainakaru Girl beats them to for speed. Pukeko lights round the outside. Night Hawk Zeus gets going now. Bucket ahead. Blake for the back. Homebush fire. Mr. Muggins jokes on us. Star Sailor out the back again. Wainakaru Girl, his sister, has pinched it. Pukeko lights. Oh, the litter mates are one and two. Night Hawk Zeus back to third, but it's all Wainakaru Girl to be Pukeko lights. Night Hawk Zeus followed by Mr. Muggins jokes on us. Uh, Star Sailor picking up some ground late again, but he's beaten well. He's beaten a couple though today, I think. Hobush firing out the back end. Bucket had Blake, but it's his sisters showing him up. Yeah, too good. The seven Wainakaroa girl for Chris Healy at ten to one. Too strong for the six Pukeko Lights, the kennel mate, and a bit of a big Quinella trifecta coming up to kick things off. The first at Invercargill, Rosalie. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, that was Justin Evans' call. And if you're wondering about the reference to a dog that finished sixth there, that's Star Sailor. That's his dog. That's Astro. You can follow him oh. on Facebook. Yeah, and since some, um, look, r right <laughs> since the, he got the dog as a pup, it, he's been documenting it. It's been really good. Um, unfortunately, the dog's a bit slow. And I was chatting, <laughs> chat, chat, chatting uh, with him about it. Um, but look, he ran seventh first up, and now he's just run, uh, what, uh, sixth? So he's one better. Yeah, he's uh, better. He might. Yeah, yep. He, he might go a bit better over the 4.57. Um, but anyway, the, his litter mates ran 1-2 there. So um, there you go. But, uh, anyway, that's the first. Yeah, had to come from last to past a couple. <laughs> hey, that's right. Damn right. Yeah, silver that, collar. That um, is promising. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of guests today, Clado. Uh, we have got Robin Wales coming soon, about 12.15 with Robin. Now, um, Robin, of course, um, the head charang at Opawa Racing. Now, they qualified... Uh, Five Greyhounds for the Canterbury Futurity with Dave and Jean Fahey, and they got the first four home. It's some feat, Plato. I know we can kind of get a bit blah about this, or blase, but it's actually a hell of a feat, and that's one of the deepest Futurities I've ever seen, to be frank. Yes, and Jim and Opawa Superstar kicked away in front. I thought, oh, this is looking good for all the Maltese, but your old mate, he couldn't hang on. It was a bit of a bit of a blowout, too, without Opawa Gina. Yeah, well, look, she runs second in the New Zealand Oak. She has run a 29 and 76, so she's very quick, but she doesn't win out of turn. She needs the right run. She got the right run. Superstar, it was second run back, Clado, and he's just not quite 100%, obviously, because otherwise he wouldn't have got run down in the 30 and 49. Uh, run of the race was possibly a power wane. I don't want to talk through my pocket at the third, thinking what a cert beat, and he was nearly brought down at the first bend. He ran third. Anyhow, another guest later on, we've got Sean Codlin checking in. A couple of reasons there, Clado. Uh, he's got a team in today, which is quite nice. He's got a really exciting youngster, uh, Sweet Potential. She's run one seven from 11, and she ran time at uh, Waikato on Thursday. And uh, also, I'm going to talk to him about Swift Fantasy, because the great Swift Fantasy um, passed away during the week. She was 15. She had a great life. And uh, after Steve Clark passed away, sadly, um, Steve Codlin, Sean Codlin, have been looking after uh, Lady. Swift Fantasy, so there's a lot to talk about there. But before we do that, we've got an opportunity now to, to recap Premier Night of Racing on Thursday, Trevor Wilkes' final night of, of calling, full-time, and um, Dan Roberts was a very big part of that because um, the Craig Roberts team, like the Fahey's dominated the Futurity, the Roberts team dominated the South Island Championship, the Group 1 on the night, and Dan, congratulations. Tell Bingo Bale winning, Waterloo Cup winner, now South Island Championship winner, I haven't got much more to say about him because he's just so good and we've, we've said all those things. So maybe you can just tell us what he's like around the home and just, you know, how grouse or, or, or dirty a dog he is. You couldn't get a better dog in your kennels. It's just that simple. He's just an absolute professional and he just goes about his business so well. 
um, that's that's good to hear because um, those dogs obviously are uh, probably fairly easy to train. In fact, when we had your dad on a few weeks ago, he suggested to, to me and Elizabeth Whelan that uh, the dog pretty much trains himself. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah. we take him out to the straight track, but if he doesn't want to run, he's, he's just not going to do it. I think he knows uh, I know he knows where his fitness levels are at, and if he thinks he needs a run, then, then um, he'll, he'll get up to the, the other end of the straight track. But in terms of it, he, I don't think Dad's training him. I think he's training himself, to be fair. <laughs> Dad will want to hear that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Clado, he's admitted it himself. So, um, yep. you know, and, and, and Clado, as, as an outsider looking in, Tel Bingo's now won 22 of, of 41. The amazing thing about him is that he just keeps breaking 30 seconds, even when he probably shouldn't. The, the conditions weren't that quick the other night, and he just he just does the business again, you know? He just blew out of the lids, didn't he? And sort of if you're on Talbingo Bay, you, were, you had a big smile on your face after about 20 metres. Uh, absolutely, 100%. Um, now, it's time to, to pat Dan on the back, but I might give him an uppercut as well. Because um, last week we had Dan on the show. We were sort of auditioning him for this week, you see. And... Um, he said, hey, the big improver in this field is Oberon Bale. And Oberon Bale ran third, paid $8 Ooh. a place on the tote. And because of what Dan said, I put him in my top four. Only fourth, to be fair. So, Dan, thanks for that, mate. It's a nice tip. But then I asked you if you backed it, and you said... No. <laughs> yeah. Simply, no. <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, not quite a man of your conviction, are you? But, uh, but, but anyway, uh, it was a, it was it was quite a nice tip, even if you didn't take your own uh, your own uh, your own thoughts there. Um, but just talk talk about Oberon because we haven't seen a lot of him so far. No, so he's been a bit of a trouble trouble dog since he uh, he came to New Zealand. Just a few few wee niggles in that, and um, it's been hard hard getting him to peak fitness. So that's why I thought he'd take so much benefit out of that run the other day. But to be fair, I thought he'd be an improver, but he actually really impressed me. I didn't think he'd improve quite as much as what he did, and now he's he's placed in a Group One. So the future could be bright for him going forward. Do you have a race in okay, mind we'll from Dan? Do you know where we'll go next? Uh, I'd say, uh, he'll have a crack at the nationals. I'd say. Right, well, they paste them in the little in the black book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he, Danny seems to want the rail quite badly. Is that the, is is that kind of always the case? Like, if he draws the rail, are we going to see the best of him? Yeah, I I think he does have a, a bit of early speed. I, to be fair, I didn't watch the replay of him all that closely, but yeah, he did get down to the rail. He just I, I, he can put himself in the race, and I remember his first start off box one in New Zealand. He he did lead and just got run down late, but yeah, he does tend to get across. He's drawn box number four today. Melville's in, in one, and of course Melville coming out of that race as well. Um, so what are you expecting from that pair? Money Spinner, of course, has been scratched, and you might be able to update us on him as well. But Melville Oberon uh, in race number five down there at Ascot, what can we expect? Yeah, well, the 457 should suit Melville down to the ground. He's uh, he's He's got a real big engine, that dog, and he just he gets a wee bit tired over the 500, as we know. So um, in terms of Oberon, he's never actually been there, so it's going to be interesting to see how he handles the track. He might get a bit wayward on the first bend, he, so he might give Melville a bit of space. He, he might not get in his, as in, in his face too much at all, but um, I'd probably expect Melville to lead, to be fair, and uh, if he gets on the bunny, he'll be awfully hard to beat. And um, just money spinner scratch today, Dan. Are you aware what's uh, happened with him? Did he not come out of the South Island Champs so well? Yeah, just a bit of an average run from him. He's just not 100%, so we just decided to pull him out today, look after him. He's, he's an old boy now, so we've got to make sure we look after him as best we can. 
Very good. Oh, Clado, um, we're going we're gonna to pay Dan for his, uh, for his first segment, So, uh, and we'll move to our second very shortly. Um, we're going to have uh, Robin Wales coming very soon. I look forward to that. Yes, welcome back in. Six minutes to the second race from Invercargill, but it's now my pleasure to welcome to Dog Speed Robin Wales, breeder and owner of the first four home in the Group 2 Futurity Stakes last Thursday night. Good afternoon to you, Robin. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Oh, very good. Uh, Opawa Gina, probably the punters' hopes. Opawa Superstar, it was great to see him in front. Run down, oh, favourite uh, Opawa Wayne. Gee, thinks this didn't go his way, but she's totally deserved that win, Opawa Gina. Yes, yes, yes. No, she has performed well in the past, and she is very strong. And I think that she might have had the quickest time of them all in the final, right? Yep. For the final. Uh, Robin? Yeah, she did, Robin, and Mark Rosanowski jumping in here. Uh, I wish I wish picking winners was as easy as that, just look for the fastest win. Um, but you're right, 29 and 76. Superstar and Wayne have both run 29 and 80. She hasn't won out of turn, Robin. Is that because of just the, the, the nature of the way that she races? She sort of just lacks that early pep that the other, the other dogs have? Yep, she lacks the early speed, and she is a railer. And, look, you know, it's, she's has a habit of drawing out wide. Uh, yeah, and she did again, Robin. Uh, she had box six, but uh, it, it kind of worked out very nicely for her. Yeah, no, no she got brought across. It was, a, it was a, she come across good, and once she was uh, running second behind Superstar, you know, I, I always thought that uh, she would run him down. Let's just talk about Superstar. It was only his second run back, and obviously he hasn't run through the line as strongly as he normally would. Is that purely a, a fitness thing? Do you expect to see the the best Superstar soon? Well, hopefully. Uh, he he had a few niggles, and uh, I know that they've been working on the niggles, and I just... I personally don't think the dog is... Uh, 100% right at the present time, but hopefully will be shortly. The amazing thing about that, Robin, is, you know, he still ran third in the St. Ledger and we thought he was below par by his very high standards. And, and here it's a, it's a group two race. It's a good one to win. And, um, you know, ultimately he's run second. And you're right, you know, normally we wouldn't expect him to be run down in a 30 and 49, but it probably speaks volumes for the dog that um, even as he is, he can still be so competitive in these races. Yes, that is correct. No, he's 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 a lovely dog, lovely dog. Now, at, at the risk of breaking down and crying, Robin, um, I want to talk about a power Wayne because uh, his performance for third after what happened to him at the first bend was um, pretty good. Yeah, no, that, he he certainly was the um, well, he was the one that I thought that would uh, clearly win the race with his barrier draw and everything like that. Just didn't jump that quick. Um, but his run was phenomenal. It was. Certainly was. And you rounded out the top four with a power Chrissy, who's a, uh, a sister uh, to a power superstar, and she'd won a heat. Uh, what did you make of her run? And have you had a chance to sort of look back at the race a few times because you had five in it? Yeah, no, she, um, she certainly... Uh, as another, she's like Gina. She's got a habit of drawing too wide. She's a railer. She needs to draw one or two. She hadn't got that quick early speed. 
just about when she draws wider. But once she's on the fence, uh, she goes a lot, hell of a lot better. And, you know, she needs the barrier draw. She's just that unlucky with barrier draws. I know I named her after Chrissy Banbury, and Chrissy watches the races all the time and gets really frustrated with the draws. <laughs> okay. Hey, Robin, we're just going to pop you on hold there. We're going to take the second race out of Invercargill. It's a minute away, but um, I tell you what, on the other side, I know that you're probably going to be asked about a dog called a Power Dragon. So you can think about her for a minute or two. And uh, Clado will build up for the second here at Invercargill. It looks to be a, a relatively uh, wide-open affair. It is. The first leg of the early quaddy, Rosso, and... I see Justin Evans has gone wide. One, four, five, and six is selections. Southern Phoenix at 450. Uh, Mary Fury. Bit of money for Mary, uh, Mary Fury. 450 into 380. Mr. Festus for Brett Connor. Yeah, bit of. Got out to 450 at one point. But is now back to $4. And six, Adobe Derulo for Matt Roberts at $6.50. So 1456, first leg of that early quaddy. And Justin Evans, our caller, we're nearly on start time. This is class four over the 390 metres. So a bit of a loose favourite here, the four. Amiri Ferry at $3.80 as they begin to box away. Mr Festus right in the market as well for Brett Connor. But Justin Evans, first leg of that early quaddy, as we said, it's well over $500 in the kitty too. So we're boxed and loaded. Let's get to Justin Evans for his call race two at Invercargill. Find us on Twitter at SGRC Info. Open old race, Samuri Fury will run the favourite box for the blue, and we're set to go. Ready, set, racing, Amuri Fury, fair, Adobe Derulo last away, Southern Phoenix to the lead, not for long, Amuri Fury whips past it, up to third, Sozin's Queen, Amuri Jet for the back, Scardini, Adobe Derulo, home for Sparkle G, Mr Festus, he's legless out the back, but it's all Amuri Fury, he raced away the turn, Amuri Jet doing the chasing, Adobe Derulo running on from Sozin's Queen, but Amuri Fury has bolted in to beat Amuri Jet, Adobe Derulo third, Sozin's Queen, pull it across, home for Sparkle, Scar. Dinny, Southern Phoenix knocked right up, and Mr. Festus, he's been very plain. Uh, he's dropped to. He might have been pretty plain, Mr. Festus, but he was pretty impressive. Amiri Fury got out to $4 and never gave them a look in. Has streeted them. Amiri Jet will run second, the eight and six. Adobe Derulo will be the third one home. Yeah, Clado, uh, just on Mr. Festus, trained by uh, Brett Connor, and uh, Brett uh, possibly had the highlight of his training career on Thursday night there at Addington on the uh, Premier Stakes night, winning uh, the Fleer Ladies Bracelet with Speedy Sue. I was in touch with him. We were going to have him on today, but he had dogs in races one, two, three, <laughs> so we couldn't fit him in. But anyway, congratulations to the Southerners there and the Tricode Racing Syndicate and Brett Connor with Speedy Sue the other night. Still got Robin Wales on the line. Um, Robin, look, I just wanted to ask you... Um, don't want to bring the mood down, but I do want to ask you, uh, a power racing, of course. You lost uh, Ron Todd, your great mate, and more recently, your other great mate out of a power racing in, in Graham Campbell. Great result, obviously, there in the Canterbury Futurity. Um, look, does, does, does it feel different not having your mates there? or, or what, is it, what is it like for you as a power racing these days? Oh, certainly, certainly it's... Um, it's it's a lot different without uh, my mates there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, like, I'm sure like, that is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I tell you what, um, I'd have been very proud of that result because I think it's fantastic. And um, you also won a race on the undercard. I'm going to throw to Dan Roberts here because it's a dog I'm pretty sure he wouldn't mind in his own kennel. Is that right, Dan? 
Yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, ten of them would be even better. Um, Robin, firstly, congratulations, mate. First four. That's a great feat and a true credit to your, your breeding establishment. But Opawa Dragon, she's uh, she's won six from eight now, and she's gone low thirties on a couple of occasions. She's only young, not even two yet. Has Dave sort of let on how good he thinks this bitch might be? No. Well, well let's put it this way. Um, before she raced, we. Um, I really rated her. She broke in, phenomenal. I worked her up. She's phenomenal, and she is a real. For me, she's uh, got a great future ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah, so she's only won the six races, still graded C3. Do you know what's next for her? Uh, no, but because she's so young, it's it's only a case of, you know, like uh, Dave just taking it easy. He'll, he'll pick out some races and don't want to over-race her because she's got all next season. So, um, no, um, I just leave it a whole lot to Dave. Dave, he'll decide where it races and what it does. It's good relationship we have, and I just leave it to him. You I know it, that um, he, he, Sorry, he was, sorry, Robin, you go, mate. Dave did nominate it for the... Um, Lady bracelet at Addington. However, it, it didn't get a start because of you know the, the grading. Sure. Um, look, have you um, got any other Apawa dragons? I know obviously Apawa warrior. You've got some other uh, nice greyhounds coming up. Any as good as dragon? You think amongst the uh, sort of two-year-old batch? I have got a nice one that um, I named after my wife, and that was. That hopefully is um, pretty good. You're going to have to say the name again there um, because um, you actually broke up just as you said it. It was almost like uh, somebody was not wanting uh, Clado to write this name down. <laughs> Opawa Linda. Don't worry, it won't get a price at any rate. The boys have already seen it. So <laughs> okay. Well, good on you. And uh, tribute to, to, to Linda and, and, and all the best with Opawa Linda. Um, and, of course, a powered dragon, and all of your greyhounds going forward, Robin, and we do appreciate you coming on. I know you had an early flight out, and uh, I think you were at the rugby last night. How are you feeling after that result? Well, better best team won, regretfully. Mm. Well, yep, no, it was uh, a big night here in Wellington, and uh, we, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that you flew back early just, just so you could talk to us, Robin, so thank you, mate. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Good on you. That's uh, Robin Wales uh, from Apawa Racing. First four home in the Canterbury Futurity. We're talking about Apawa Dragon 2. Note down Apawa Linda. We're not going to get a price, but it sounds like we're going to have something pretty good to watch, Clado. Hey, uh, I'm about to duck out. Um, I'll listen later back to, to, to you and Dan bagging me in the back half of the show. Oh, no um, chance. And, uh, <laughs> um, look, I'm going um, to give you a couple for Auckland, I yes. hope. Um, yes, I was going to make Thrilling Freddy my best race 10, number 3, but I mean, anyone can read his form line and say he's a good chance. Um, we'll go race 3, number 4, Buckland Boy, uh, $3.50, I don't mind that in there. Uh, race 3, number 4, Buckland Boy, I'll make best. Uh, I will have Thrilling Freddy in the multi, uh, race 10, number 3, he's offering two twenty. I haven't really got any great value, to be honest, but, um, look, I'll, I'll throw a dog out maybe to include race number 7, of course, that's the first league I picked 6 too. Maybe throw in number 8, Kirkby, don't mind him out there. Um, but it's up against Kettle Pot Spring Ford. I've only got Kirkby in for third, showing $7, but I'll be taking him certainly 
in the exotic. So, hey, thanks, Clado, for holding it together. Uh, thanks, Dan, for being on. And, um, yeah, we'll get right into it next week again, Dan. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, we'll be following your tips at Auckland with very keen eyes. So good luck there. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yep, you can you can have me on next week. Hey, thanks, Clayton. No, thanks, Ross. A hey, twelve race card. Good luck with your calling today and your selections. We'll just multi those up. Uh, race three, number four, Buckland Boy. Race seven, number eight, Kirkby. And race ten, number three, Thrilling Freddie. Yes, welcome back into Dog Speak, Mark Clayton. Filling in for Mark Rosanowski and joined today, radio debut, Dan Roberts down there in Christchurch studio. Good on you, Dan. You loving it so far? Yeah, the nerves are starting to wear off, so we're getting the hang of it. Yeah, no, Rosso's a good mentor to have, so if you're tipping out $8 place bets, uh, you'll be welcome back in the show every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was probably a once-off. Oh, well. Oberon Bale goes around <laughs> in race five today in Vicargill. Uh, Pundas haven't missed either. Three three fifty. Yeah, short enough. Uh, I, I, I don't like... Backing dogs first up on a track, I just sort of like to see how they go. But um, yeah, he's definitely definitely short enough. Okay, right. No eight dollars yeah. a place today. No, no, just running through some multis to get that price up. Well, we joined it now by Sean Codlin to talk about Swift Fantasy, one of my one of the best bitches I'll ever see in my life. She passed away this week, aged fifteen. Welcome in, Sean. Bit of a sad time all around. Yeah, morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, very good. Uh, Sadly, passed away Swift Fantasy. She got to 15 years old. She was a bitch who transcended the three racing codes and made it to mainstream television. I mean, they did a feature on her on you know, the, the sports magazine shows, or the magazine shows. Um, she really was something else, wasn't she? Yeah, no, mate, she was brilliant. Um, you know, what a milestone, 15. Um, you know, she made her 15th birthday a couple of weeks prior, and... Um, you know, her, her mentor, uh, the late Clarky Steve, he, um, you know, um, he passed away sadly. And, and she she hung on uh, a lot longer than um, a lot of people actually thought. You know, she was quite close to Steve, but, um, oh, what a dog she was. She's left a, uh, a bit of a trademark on, on New Zealand racing overall that would be hard to uh, hard to knock off, you know, for a, for a very long time, if so. Yeah, especially the way she used to win her, her races, wasn't it? That was a real eye-opener. Yeah, oh, she was... Yeah, no, she was brilliant, mate. I mean, you watch some of those replays, and uh, you watch the replay, and you still can't believe she get up and win. But when she did, and she she made it an art form. Yeah, yeah, and it was all the uh, you know the the media and the publicity she brought as well. Um, she was just you know something special to watch. You'd you'd swear she'd knocked off halfway through, and and you know she just knew exactly where the line was and, and where it counted. So she was a she was a very special dog with a, a big heart, and I, I think that's what got her to fifteen. Yeah, and, and your dad, Steve, he was looking after her? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Steve Clark, he had um, he used to train out of the Maramura Kennels um, and not long prior to his passing, uh, he moved into a new property where I'm currently um, living now, um, training from. Uh, so um, Lady stayed at the Maramura farm with, uh, with Dad um, where she was comfortable, where she knew the place um, with Steve being gone. Um, and yeah, she's just lived her life out on the farm out there, and 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 she was in bed when she passed. Um, you know, um, nice. You know, went the best way possible, if if you could say. Sean Dan Roberts here, mate. Firstly, condolences on Lady. Fifteen's uh, a grand old age for a greyhound, and hopefully she's caught up with her late mentor Clarky on the other side. Um, you've got a, a team of four in today, so we'll talk about those. And the first one, an interesting, an interesting one in race four, number six, a power elegant. She's uh, bringing some pretty, pretty handy South Island form. How do you think she's going to go today? 
Uh, yeah, no, she's she looks nice. Uh, I think she'll do she'll do nice on the tracks up here. Um, not sure, you know, she's sort of a little bit fresh on the track up here. Uh, small field helps, but I think it'll help the uh, other dogs around her um, with a bit of strength as well. But um, uh, she looks to have a bit of box speed um, religiously, so she'll no doubt fire off, and, um, and and we'll see how she goes. So she's opened up favourite. Do we do we climb on, or do we just watch this week? I think we just watched this week, mate. I think there's a bit of value in, in around her. Um, but, you know, clearly she's got the ability to win it. But um, I think there's more value playing playing in around her, I think. Yeah, and, and your next runner is in race five, number three, Claws and Rocky. Last start, third, he's playing 11s. What do you make of his chances today? Uh, better on the one turn, uh, I think. Uh, he fell two or three starts back. Um, didn't seem to lose any confidence from that. Um, he, we've just got a bit of weight. Um, Bit of a weight changer on him recently, so we're just getting a couple of sprint runs into him, um, and then he'll probably stick back to the one turn where he's better off um, uh, over the four, five, seven triple link. Yeah, and then race eight, you got number three again, Steve Shout stepping back up over the five twenty. How's he going to go? Uh, I label him as my value uh, bit of the day. I think um, just for an each way, I think he's a good place chance. Um, the last couple, he's been knocking on the door down at Waikato. Um, rounding off the nice, uh, rounding off his races nicely, um, and I think he's a chance to pop to the front or near enough today and um, and, and hang in there for a placing. Fourteens and three dollars, not not bad each way tipping there. So we'll follow that with interest. And then the, your last one in today in race ten, number five, Thrilling Watson. Yeah, uh, he likes this track. Um, he's a nice dog around here. He's got a good PB around here. Um, ideally, needs the fence. Um, box five, not ideal, but more than capable. Um, just depends how he steps off the lid with a clean beginning. He's he's, he's more than enough uh, to be in it. So of the four, who do you think's your best chance for the day? Well, I'm going to label uh, my roughest one and we'll go with Steve Shout and we'll see how we go. We like that. We like rough. Rough's good. Uh, Sean, you've been having a great career, uh, great season and it's good to see someone so young doing so well. You had a really nice winner uh, at Cambridge. Sweet potential and an impressive 25-55. She's now seven from 11. Uh, how, how do you rate her and what do you have in mind for her going forward? Uh, uh, she's, uh, yeah, obviously she's a very nice bitch. Um, very young, so the racing calendar's sort of, uh, you know, we'll just sort of take it take it step by step and we won't over race. Um, you know, there's always next season and, and further. Um, but um, obviously she's she's looking like she's going through to um, being competitive um, against some, some nice dogs. And um, no, very exciting to have her in the kennel um, off the back of it. You know, the Opawa breeding is just immaculate at the moment. Um, and yeah, I think she'll have a, a really nice, uh, exciting future. Yeah, big thanks to Sean Codlin there joining us. Good to see the young trainers coming through, Dan, like yourself. And, yeah, uh, Sean, Steve's shout, race eight, number three. We've got to get Tim Cargill for the third because your bet, bet of the day, Dan, goes around here. It is the two, Siddiqui Bale. You can get $3, but you better be quick. Yeah, I've already got my money on, but... Uh... <laughs> I've been brave and labelled one first up on the show here, so we'll see how we go. Okay, right. They are loading away. And this is the favourite Siddiqui Bale in the striped rug, $3. But the money coming for the one, Aramoana, 550 to 380. Here's Justin Evans.
Sillaloo is on the roll. Good racer set to go. Favourite now, Aramoana. Ready, set, racing. Aramoana pings the lead. She's going to scoot straight to the lead, but Siddiqui Bal is right on her and in clear air. The inside going to third. Barbara's Angel and Muri Rock through the back. Claws and Marble. Rose Thorn out the back. Buster's brother, young Romeo. Aramoana, but here's Siddiqui Bal moving up, taking the lead now. Back to third, Barbara's Angel, but off goes Siddiqui Bal. Siddiqui Bal really drawing away to beat Aramoana, Barbara's Angel, pull it across Rose Thorne and Murray Rod, further back claws and marble. Buster's brother never got into it, young Romeo. There you go. Dan Roberts, he's your man. Rosa, he'll be nervous driving into the studio to listen to Caller's race card today, and you're tipping them out like that. Siddiqui Bar, great money to tote, three sixty and $3 with the book, Dan. Nice work. Two from two on the show. I'll take that. I'll see how long we can keep this run going, but the pressure moves to Rosa at Auckland now. It certainly does. Oh, nice tipping there. Siddiqui Bale, too good for one Aramoana. The money really came for Aramoana, but Siddiqui Bale, way too strong in the white rug of Barbara's Angel. And the third, we'll take a quick break here on Dog Speed. When we come back, we'll have a chat with Dan. Yes, and Dog Speed, we'd love to thank the people at GRNZ. You can head along to grnz.co.nz for all the news, fields and results because we love our dogs and they love to race. And that's about what we're about to do at Monaco as we're... Two minutes out from the first on the card there. And Rosso to call the 12 race card at Manukau. I see Rosso tipping race 12, number two, to put in his multi as well. Minerva Mink at around 6.50 and 2.10 to go alongside Buckland Boy in race three. Race seven, number eight, Kirkby. And race 10, number three, Thrilling Freddy. But favourite for the first is the one, Zipping Aubrey. And Matt, have you cast your eye over this field? Dan, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I've had a brief look. I think the favourite's going to be hard to beat off box seven. It's just shortened up a wee bit into a dollar sixty-five, but um, could be one to chuck in the multis with Rosso's tips. Yes, so uh, get on to Rosso's tips. They're about uh, ninety seconds out. Philippa Morris has gone the seven Queen Nancy, and, and Philippa, another young gun coming through, Dan, and making a good fist of her race calling. Yeah, yeah, now she's doing really well. It's good to see a, a woman come into the industry and, and step into the commentary box like she has. Now she's done really well, and she should be really proud of herself. And, and once again, getting mainstream coverage too, in, in a positive light, which you know knows no bounds. Yeah, it's great. I, I I didn't quite catch the story they did on her, but um, it, like you say, positive positive is always good. So now that's that's really good. Yeah, so not many race callers, women race callers in Australasia, and put, putting her hand up. But Rosso to call the card at Monaco today, and they are about to load away. But yeah, dollar sixty five now. Uh, did I have the right field up there before? No. Seven Queen yep. Nancy, dollar sixty-five. I think at the wrong, looking at the wrong field. Damn, right. <laughs> they are boxing away near dollar sixty-five for the Black Rug is seven Queen Nancy for the Crakes. Uh, second favourite can get eight fifty around to Chipper's Choice for Full Green, and nine dollars for the one Kiosk in the Red Rug. Get the right race, Clado. Deepers about to load away for the first on the card, a twelve race card at Manukau. Beautiful day in Auckland today. Do you do a lot of travelling with Dad's dogs, Dan? Yeah, I do. He uh, he he likes to get me out and working and travelling all up and down the country. But he, I, I'm sure he likes to take the reins when it's when the big meetings come around. Yeah, he does miss the big ones, right? They are loading away. The first on the card, the first at twelve at Manukau. Mark Rosnowski to call, and the favourite is the seven Queen Nancy at a dollar and sixty-five cents. Nancy, second line in. We're under starter's orders. All clear through. We're ready to go in the sunshine here. Set. 
and racing. Even line, Queen Nancy away and starts to move forward to the lead here. Slow to go is a power Barry. Queen Nancy across to lead. Kay's last trying to stay underneath gets checked. Then big time Mossy around the outside. Kiosk closer in. Followed then by Homebush Luther. Chipper's choice out the back. Opawa Barry born Katie. Queen Nancy in front. Kay's last making a race of it. But Queen Nancy wins from Kay's last. Good go third. Homebush Luther just I'd say. Big time Mossy out wider. Then Kiosk. Seven, two, and six favourite gets home, but a bit of a nervous uh, moment on the corner when Kay's last got a bit closer, like he was going to run down Queen Nancy, but she found a big kick and ran away in the end, as you'd expect the $1.65 shot to do, but two Kay's last, a brave second, and into third, the green rug in the middle of Homebush Luther. Seven, two, six, seven, two, and six, eight. You agree with me, Matt? Dan? <laughs> you just got to have a crack. Like Trev said, he loves to have a crack on those close finishes. Yeah, he did. And, and, and what a fitting moment to go out on the back of the Group 1 on Thursday night, Trev. Yeah, that was how he wanted to go out, and it was it was quite fitting, actually. And uh, they did a wee presentation for him upstairs, which was good. So 43 years of service coming to an end. Well, he'll be sadly missed, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and the work with Trevor a long time. He's been really good to me. He's helped me out a lot, Dan. And... Yet to find a person with a bad word to say about Trev, and I've never heard Trev a bad word to say about anybody in the game. No, you're dead right. He's uh, he's just a real genuine, down to earth fellow, and uh, that's probably what we'll miss the most. And seeing him around the racetrack, he's always happy to have a catch up and whatnot. Yeah, no, he'll be he'll be back out there if you can get him out of the Christchurch Casino. But uh, <laughs> uh, nice little presentations to Trevor, and we we'll wish you well in your retirement. He'll be coming back. He'll be popping back time to time to call, but he'll be on contractors' rates now. Trackside, I hope you know. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that, but uh, no, it'd be good to have him back every now and then anyway. Yeah, it certainly will. And what about yourself, Dan? Um, yeah, you've got a team of four, and on Tuesday at Addington, kicking off with race six, number two, Allegro Marsh, looking to make it three on the bounce. Yeah, so he's only had the one start for me. I haven't had him all that long. He's, he's only a young dog, but um, he's got a bit of scope about him. He won well last start. Um, obviously, it's a PB uh, preferential barrier draw race, so he's, he's drawn down on the rail where he wants to be. Can just be a wee bit tardy. He was a wee bit tardy out last start, which, I mean, it could cost him if he doesn't get out and go. But, like, he's strong enough over the 295. I do think he'll be hard to beat again on, on Tuesday. OK, race six, number two, Allegro Marsh. Uh, we go to race seven, eight, Wandering Star. Needs a bit of luck too. Form's tapered off a bit. Yeah, form has tapered off a bit. Um, she's been a bit disappointing. Like, um, she's actually the litter mate to Feeling Fancy, who's racing at Invercargill today, and... I always thought she was a lot better than her, but Feeling Fancy's got a pretty handy form line at the moment. Um, she's another one that's in, that's in a preferential barrier draw. She uh, she she wants to be out wide, so she's drawn eight. I, I think she's she's definitely better than what she's been going, and I think she's going to win one soon, probably paying good odds uh, considering the form line. Okay, we'll paste her away, Wandering Star. Uh, race nine, box eight again, Empty Garden. Box eight again, he's, he's cursed. He, he just can't get that... Pink rug off him, unfortunately, because he loves the rail. But um, he's downgraded, so he's back in C1. Hopefully, he, he, he's, a, he, he's another one that can be pretty tardy early as well. But uh, if he gets out and get on the bunny, he's actually got a, a wee bit of ability, and he, he'd be pretty hard to reel in. So it just relies on the start with him. Okay, so just w wait for him to garden to get closer to the rail, to draw closer to the rail. And we round out the team of four. Race 10, number six, Quetzal Bale. Yeah, he's stepping up in distance today. He's been uh, he's been a pretty consistent dog since he uh, came over from Aussie, and uh, he's stepping up in distance over the six four five. He actually raced on Premier Night on Thursday, and uh, 
he, he really impressed me actually. He ran third um, behind a couple of handy dogs, and I think uh, I think he'll handle the six four five. Maybe not first up. He might need the run under his belt, but um, definitely going forward, I think he'll he'll definitely win a six hundred meter race. Okay, so those are your four on Tuesday. How many how many dogs do you have in work at the moment, Dan? I've got ten in kennels. I think about six of those are race dogs at the moment. Okay. Not so enough. I need some more. <laughs> not, need some more. Well, you keep tipping winners out like this on the Dog Speed Show, and they'll be knocking on your door, Dan. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. That's the plan. All right. Yeah. So, a um, bit of a history in harness racing as well, they tell me. Yeah, I've managed to drive a winner. Only one, but uh, it's, well, it's, 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 that's all you need. One more than a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, 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 for so, sure. So, you're going to keep the harness career going, Dan? Yeah, I, I do work for a horse trainer that uh, just lives couple of minutes down the road from me just help him out in the mornings before we start the dogs um don't currently have my junior driver's license just just got the trials license at the moment but uh well dad trains a couple so i'll wait for him to get a handy one and then i'll i'll have to whip down to hrnz and get it all sorted out so so hopefully he'll put me on it yeah and dad might have to build up the uh, harness team as well yeah, he's he's got a few in work, probably a few more than he needs. But uh, him and him and his partner Ange, they're taking taking away nicely with them. Yeah, they've they've had a couple of winners in the code too, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Now they've done well with the handful of horses that that, that they've had. And uh, my, the 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 winner I drove was Ange's first training win, so that was a pretty special day for for both of us. Oh, it certainly was. Oh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for Dan Roberts in the harness and the dual code in the greyhounds as well. <laughs> yeah, dual code, bit of variety. Mix it up, it's good. Too right. Um, and your brother Matt, a uh, bit of rivalry there? Yeah, a bit of rivalry. Uh, I, I like beating him on the racetrack probably more so than Dad, but uh, it's even better when, when I can cross the line in front of both of them and then get, get the bragging rights and then we take it to the car park and abuse each other probably. <laughs> <Brotherly> <laughs> get angry love. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like it. The Lober on Bale coming up in race five today. You, you, you going to tip over on Bale or are you, you're just a bit worried? Well, yeah, just like I say, I just don't like backing dogs first up on a track. Most of them handle it pretty well, but uh, the more I looked at it, I, I sort of talking myself into Bahati Bale a wee bit. She's, um, she's had three runs on the track and placed in all three of them, and she's another one that the one turn four, five, seven will sort of suit. If she could get out on the bunny, she'd have to obviously get across Melville Bale, but um, if she led, she'd probably be another one that would be hard to beat, but I've said that about all of them probably. So <laughs> I'm not helping anyone here. Okay, so, so Dad's team, is he scaling down or is he still he's still same numbers as he's pretty much carried on throughout his career? No, yeah, well, he keeps saying he wants to scale down, but the, the dogs keep coming, so he's saying one thing and doing another. Um, <laughs> but no, he's, he's got a big team at the moment and he's got a, a really big race team. Um, we had 16 in on, on Thursday, which is... Well, that's ideal for a premier night, but uh, no, he's definitely got a big race team at the moment. Yes, and boy, must be easy getting up in the morning when you've got a dog like Tobingo Bale just trains himself. Yeah, head. exactly. <laughs> True gentleman. He just he does it all on his own own accord, and uh, no, he's, it's a real privilege to have a dog. Um, his, his, his temperament's just second to none, and uh, to be fair, I think he'll be standing at stud, not yet, but it, it, towards the end of his career, he's probably accomplished enough now to, to warrant going to stud, and, and just based on his temperament as well, that gives him a leg up in, in terms of the stud side of things. Yeah, and what about Dinah Dave? Dinah Dave. Dinah Dave, he's dominating the couch inside now. He's uh, he's perched up there beside Dinah Vickers and, and Alan Ablett, and they're obviously dual Group 1 winners as well, so there's a fair bit of rivalry between those three on the couch.
Oh, I bet there is. Well looked after. We love your dogs and they love to race and they love the retirement too, head to GRN said. Dan, it's been a pleasure having you on today, your debut. You'll be back next week with Rosso and I'll be looking forward to tuning in to get some more of those tips out of you, Dan. Yeah, we'll see if we can go three from three. Thanks very much, Clado. It's been, it's been good to be on here today. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.